and welcome to the Rethinking Leadership podcast series. I'm Jude Jennison, host of this podcast and founder of Leaders by Nature, a leadership and team development company. I believe that leadership is about who we are being as much as what we're doing and that when we combine our brilliant minds with the emotional engagement of the heart, we can solve all of the world's problems. In this podcast, I interview leaders on their experiences of disruptive change and ask them how leaders can position themselves for the future of business. Find out what this week's leader has to say. Jess Lonsdale is Internal Communications Director for Virgin Media. We discuss the importance of engaging in dialogue in a crisis to stay connected to employees. We also discuss the vulnerability of emotional connection, bringing your whole self to work, being more human in the workplace, changing the world, pushing boundaries, empowering others, resilience, and so much more. You you will not want to miss this. Have a listen. Hi Jess, thanks for joining me today. Hello Jude, lovely, lovely to be here. Um, can you tell us who you are and what you do please? Yep, so um, I'm Jess, I'm Jess Lonsdale and I'm Internal Comms Director at Virgin Media and I've been uh, Virgin Media and excuse me if I use terms like VM by the way, that is now part of my uh, repertoire or my language but since uh, last May so almost 18 months. Okay and I'm guessing that in the last few months you've been super busy with a with a media company with the broadband phone lines all the rest of it tell us tell us how life has been in the last few months. Well it's not even just a few months now isn't it we keep saying a few months but actually when I really think back to it um, it's more than half a year of of change comms really um and so for us yeah you're right so virgin media we um are right at the bottom of the hierarchy of needs at the moment so we have broadband tv and mobile so we keep people um connected to each other to the things that they love to the entertainment that they love and we help them to stay working um which has been very very important for us so what that's really meant is that from day one, and especially with people coming and working remotely, especially our customers, we had um, just huge challenges on how do we communicate. You know, I communicate internally, but as a business, we were having to deal with so much uncertainty from every angle and, and really understanding what it meant to um keep our comms channels open, to have regular dialogue, to keep reassuring, to make good decisions when it really mattered, to capture the heart of the nation and the mood of the nation um, as we were making decisions. And it always came back to why. So why were we making both tough and easy decisions um, and what that meant for us. Um, so in answer to your question, probably it's been an absolutely crazy six months. I, when I, said earlier to you before we started and um, I'd gone on holiday for a week and it was my first day off I think since March the um, 17th or something and um, it was absolutely lovely to have a week off but it has been relentless I think is the word but amazingly from an internal comms perspective um, amazingly rewarding because as a business and as a people we've really shown up and we've really come together and that you know, out of everything bad, also, we're brilliant at rallying around when it really matters. 
fantastic because because one of the things i always say about technology is it's it's designed to help us connect and yet often it creates disconnection as well so tell us tell us and, and what i'm hearing from from you is you've got your own um, as a business how do we stay connected as employees and then you've also got externally to the marketplace how do you connect yeah. other businesses and homes and people and so there's almost like a, a double-edged you know like a double whammy for you isn't there in the connection piece tell us what, what have been some of the things that have worked internally first of all obviously within what you can share um so I, I alluded before that everything's come back to why and I think as individuals we have our own innate purpose and I'm sure we'll talk about that later but as a business we also have a really clear purpose which is building connections that really matter and you know you never could you have had six months where that really really showed up and helped us so internally some of the lessons that we learned was to stand up very quickly um, We'd done very broadcast communications. I think we were probably like a star at broadcast communications and we turned that very much into dialogue um, and into a conversation. So very quickly stood up having regular conversations with our exec team and our leadership team. And by leadership team, I mean like 450 heads of upwards on a very regular basis, which then we took that kind of concept and moved that out to the rest of the business so that actually the whole business was able to have a dialogue with our exec team, to see them in their homes, to humanize the fact that actually we were all going through our own version of whatever this crisis looked like. Um, so a big lesson for me was stand up our comms channels very quickly. It doesn't need to be perfect, but it needs to be really authentic because we don't have all the answers. But what we can do is make sure that we are constantly listening, constantly responding both to what's happening around us from a contextual global um, perspective and what's happening around us with our people and really understanding that that has never been more important than it had been over the last six months and to stay connected with them and to make it feel that our, that we were we weren't disconnected you know there wasn't that disconnect between leadership and between what was happening in reality actually we were all it was we were all in this together uh, i think you know we've always said sport is a great equalizer but actually covid became a great equalizer because we were all trying to work out how to use these little boxes and screens that were in on zoom how to turn everything on you know there was no PA to help you to do that. It was all about, we were all in this, the same situation and going through it mm -hmm. um, and really replaying that back out to our people and to show them that so that it really felt like we were bringing us together as a business, I guess. So do you think that as a, as a result of that, that, that it has generated better quality of conversation? Has it created I don't know, more emotional connection or is it more just more technological connection? Um, what is really weird is that as a business, we've probably never felt more connected to each other. So, and I mean that broader. So yes, maybe there will be teams where they don't get to see each other in the same way that they might have gone down to the pub or um, had dinner together or lunch together on a regular basis. But as a business, I feel like it has been the most incredible transformation of just connection um, and understanding um, 
and that has been really powerful i guess so you know we we, we do employee engagement surveys like everybody did does and our engagement's gone up another sort of six percentage points through covid so um and that has been largely because we've just managed to stay connected to laugh to to cry together to do all of those things but um to make sure that whatever we did we did it together mm. um and so yeah so it's not just about technology we're still working out like has everybody got the right equipment now we know it might be till march and um, at the time that we're recording this so um have we got all the right equipment to really set everybody up for success so we're not performing and succeeding despite mm. our home setup we're actually enabling um everyone across the business to be able to succeed so yeah it's been both so technology but actually from that has become um an emotional connection which you wouldn't think was possible really if you told if someone had said to you in january 2020 oh this is what's going to happen as a business you're going to really perform you're going to smash all your numbers etc and and doing your people are really going to come and rally together and you're all going to do that in your homes or remotely and no one's going to be able to see each other you just wouldn't have believed them would you so yeah you, what do you think that that's because people because they're in their homes they they suddenly become more human because the the days of like being suited and booted for the office and putting on this professional mask of I've got everything together when at, at home there's chaos those days are gone because now people are sitting in their home with the chaos going around them and we've met each other's cats and dogs and three-year-old children and you know heard a toddler having a tantrum in the next room and you know all of that is is just the normal everyday stuff that we don't normally see it's interesting i mean one of the reasons why um i love the job that i do and the brand that i work for is because i've always felt like it enabled me to be myself to bring out the best of myself and i think in leaders and businesses for a long time we've talked about bringing your whole self to work well i'm not sure that really whether that was always lip service in every business or not but what's really fascinated me about um the last seven months is the fact that everybody hasn't had an option we've all had to bring our whole selves to work um and everybody you know is getting used to people's backdrops and and yeah to your point the pets and dogs and i think that that has it's that piece of there hasn't been that finite right this is me at work and this is me at home actually the power of what's happened is that this is me mm. and there's something very and this is my this is who i am um and that that's it it's all very much laid there isn't it so that i think has been incredibly powerful yeah i think so and, and i think you know we've talked about um vulnerability and and it feeling quite raw and uncomfortable and vulnerability is something that people often shy away from and it's something that that i'm always encouraging because i think there's nothing more powerful than being laid bare and being honest with each other and, and what i'm hearing is you know you even said we've cried together that six eight months ago that was that was almost unthinkable in an office and yet actually now i suspect most people have cried at least once in the last eight months over something you know even if it was just sheer exhaustion um that that takes people to that to that place and and there's just something very real and raw and honest about that that 
you know, allows us to just be more human in the workplace. Isn't that, and um, you know, so much, so many awful things have happened through this crisis. You know, you cannot believe the situation the world is in that we are in. But I really hope if good comes out of this, which it needs to, in order to make it worth everything that people have gone through, wouldn't that be an amazing outcome, which people can feel like they really genuinely are able to be themselves mm. in the workplace, that they are human, that they're able to be authentic to who they are, that they're able to be vulnerable. Um, I think that would be a, something to come out of this and think, do you know what, at least that came out of what we've all been through. Yeah, I, th I think so. And I think, I think we're moving steps towards it. I think there's still an awful lot of holding and a desire to hold it together and want to be seen to, to be in control, whatever that means. But I think if we just take a, a few steps towards it, it's it's a good, you know, it's a it's an opportunity to be more more honest and real, isn't it? Yeah, and I think you know, leadership comes in many forms, doesn't it? It doesn't mean just by being human that you're not giving direction, that you're not supporting your teams, that you're not um, being a good role model actually to the people who work at for you, who look up to you, who trust you to do the right thing. Um, I think what what it's made people do maybe is relate more to the fact that, you know, our senior leaders aren't another beast, they're, they're just like you and I, um, and trying to make, though they're trying to make those good decisions, but you can still be strong in making those decisions, you can still be clear in making those decisions, but that I think doesn't need to come at the cost of, I think now we'd call it psychological safety, don't we? Like where actually you're able to be more vulnerable and um, you're able to fail as well and be open about that. So I think, yeah, it doesn't, the two aren't mutually exclusive is what I would, I guess I would say. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and in fact, um, almost the opposite, I would say, because when somebody can be vulnerable and honest and transparent and say, I haven't got all of the answers, I think there's real power and strength in having that level of honesty rather than pretending to cover it up and pretending that you've got everything under control when it's clear that you haven't. <laughs> and you're always, you're also not in control of this situation. So nobody can have, we can only make the decisions that we can make with the information that we've got and our gut feeling, but mm. also the data that we have and, and making balanced decisions. But this, really isn't a situation that we are fully in control of which is mm -hmm. a horrible you know which is an uncomfortable we've all been out of our comfort zones at some point for different reasons over the last six months haven't we so um for many of us it's quite that is an uncomfortable place to be um but i think so long as you're honest and open about to your point to that fact to say look we're making this decision given what we know given what we think is the right thing to do for you for our customers for our stakeholders for the business this is why we're making it i think so long as you're clear about the why throughout people will give you a lot of bandwidth and actually respect for that because they understand that you were only as good as what you knew at that time and you know we all maybe we all want to be able to see into the future but we, we can't so mm. um so it's about showing up i think at the moment mm. showing up and doing the right thing 
And I think so long as you kind of have that with purpose at the heart and that why, and you keep that narrative of why you're making those decisions very, very clear for people. I, I, that's about being authentic, isn't it? And just about being, to your point, open and honest. Yeah. So I'm hearing that you've got, you've got that really clear purpose and why internally well, and, and externally. What's, what's your personal why? And, and how does that match with, with the organisation? Um, it's going to sound really cheesy because I've, I've done a number of roles in comms, external and internal marketing, marcoms and internal comms. But I've really just my drive, so my why, why do I get out in the morning, what drives me to do that? is genuinely about making a difference. So it is about making a positive difference and driving that through, whether that's to the people who I work with, to the business, and ultimately, you know, not everyone wants to change the world. I kind of want to think like, what? why not try? <laughs> so um, for me, I've always taken on a challenge because I can see I can make a difference, mm -hmm. but that's the driving force, which is if it was easy, I probably wouldn't be doing it. Mm. Um, so the last six months, you might say, have also then helped kind of harness that purpose, I suppose, and bring that out of me in a slightly different way, maybe to what I thought 18 months ago when I started in the role that I'm in now, 18, you know, to what I thought that might look like. So, yeah, very much about that difference piece. Yeah. And, and I don't think that, I don't think that sounds cheesy at all. I think it's I think it's quite important that that we do we do all make a difference in whatever area we're in because otherwise we're just we're just doing you know pushing paper or tapping on a computer um is the modern day equivalent of pushing paper but we're, we're just doing the same old and nothing's changing unless we're pushing boundaries a bit your point about pushing boundaries by the way is really like we've really challenged ourselves as a business so not just in my team but across the business like how could we do more? How could we go further, go further, faster? What, where were the limitations that we could? And now we're almost like, that was amazing, but it actually took off its toll out on us. And now we're starting to think about well-being much more. So rather than kind of um, survival, it's now about actually, do you know what, we survived through that and we actually did a really great job. But that is like without, that wasn't without cost. Yeah. So now how do we find a way in which to achieve what we achieve but without the the significant cost i think that it's taken on a number of people to really go above and beyond because that's it is relentless and at some points you need to take a moment step back and say hang what have we learned how do we move forward in a way that's sustainable um, yeah i mean there's a there has to be a balance doesn't there and and when COVID hit, we were, all of us were leading through a crisis and that takes a certain, you know, that requires us to push boundaries because in a crisis, that's what you're doing. But as you say, you then have to, at some point, take a step back and take your foot off the gas a bit. And I think this is a crisis that has gone on for probably longer than most of us anticipated and no real end in sight yet. And so I think it's, you know, it's, it's healthy that you're now shifting the balance to, well, how do we keep pushing the boundaries, but without burning people out? Yeah. So important. And it's going to be an ongoing conversation, actually. And we're going to learn as we go. Um, I don't think there's a silver bullet 
that we, we all work so differently our new normals are all so different and diverse we are naturally diverse in everything that we are mm. so finding that balance as to how we genuinely empower our people to and each other by the way um and ourselves to really watch out what are those trigger points for me how do i manage to balance them how do i notice them what does that look like for, you know i need to exercise every morning it's something that i've done for you it's very important to me but that is different to somebody else who might need to meditate every morning or someone else who just needs to go for a walk to clear their head and um or someone else who just needs to speak to somebody and and so it's really understanding there isn't a silver bullet when it comes to it but we also need to understand as leaders that we have a wonderfully diverse mix of brilliant people and how do we enable them to show up to be their best on a daily basis and i think that's quite complex i don't yeah, think completely yeah and i think what what we're doing is we're taking resilience to another level aren't we really? yeah. <laughs> and, and that's I, so true and I, I struggle with the word resilience a bit because it often smacks of if you're not resilient enough, then, then you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a shame associated with not being resilient enough. And I think actually it also takes the responsibility and puts it on the employee as you're not resilient enough. Whereas actually there's a time when you have to say, no, no enough, stop putting me under too much pressure. <laughs> and it's yeah. a conversation yeah. again, isn't it? Completely. And that, the word resilience, you know, I, I've seen it broken down, actually, resilience into different models for different things. Um, and I remember someone once saying to me, I wasn't resilient because I've got, I've become emotional about something that I really believe was the wrong thing to do. And this was in a past life and different world. Um, and I remember thinking, that doesn't mean that I'm not resilient. That is me being passionate about the agenda that we are facing into here and this is about me showing up and being really honest and open i don't think this is the right thing necessarily for us to be doing um that doesn't mean that i can't bounce back it doesn't mean a resilience in itself is quite complex mm. um and i think you're right it, it is taking it to another level um and it's also understanding and unpicking it probably to a deeper level than we have before um because so much of our well-being is actually defined by who leads us, um, our managers, as well as all of the other more well-being tagged things that we come across. To your point, it, quite a lot of that is about the team that you work in and how you work, not just whether there's a free gym pass or um, a well-being app or whatever that is. So well-being itself and resilience itself are both quite complex as to what just works for different people need different things to feel good. Yeah, and one of the things I always say, and I've, I've said it for years, um, is that well-being is a leadership issue. Because we can do the whole gym passes and we all know we need to eat more healthily and drink more water and do all the rest of it and meditate and go for walks and exercise. We, like, we know all of that, but if you've got a boss who's a bully, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much exercise or meditation you do, if you've got a bully as a boss, it's excruciatingly painful and no amount of resilience will help you through that so i, I think you know you're, you're right it's it's about it's such a complex issue and of course what what might be a bullying boss to one person isn't to somebody else so you know even that is complex um 
in, in so many ways. And I think that's where it comes back down to the building connections that matter piece, because if you've got that level of relationship and connection, it's so much easier to then have a conversation and say, stop, I'm under too much pressure. I mean, if you think about that boss that you've worked for, and by the way, I'm lucky enough to work for one who trusts me and I trust them, who understands that I, if I don't do something and something goes wrong, I'm not doing it because I set out to do that. They know fundamentally I'm committed to doing the right thing. It's just for whatever reason that didn't happen. Mm. So let's have a conversation about it. Mm. But I'm not going to, you know, there's no fear of failure is... Um, is not a thing and you know we've all been i'm sure we've all worked in businesses or been close to businesses where um there has been more blame culture and just think about how that makes you feel versus that boss where you feel like you've got trust you connect with them mm. they're actually interested in you and what drives you and your motivations what's your purpose um the boss who said you know what yeah it didn't it wasn't great but that's okay, what do we learn? And if you're not always learning, what are you doing here? Because actually it's by pushing boundaries and getting out of our comfort zones that we become stronger. Mm. But you need that supportive environment around you to be brave enough to take that step over the parapet. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, well-being starts, I just couldn't agree more. It starts with leadership, it starts with empathy, and it starts with trust. And about the fact that you know somebody's got your back that you are supported by your team and actually if you come from that kind of culture and that kind of environment all of the other stuff is great to have as resources but um it's when you're in flow mm. you know and just you really feel like i know i can trust the people around me to pick me up if something goes and i feel brave enough to be able to talk about it mm. if do you know what i'm just having a rubbish day yeah, and you know, one of the things that I'm, a lot of organisations I'm talking to, the, the ones who are flourishing because they're not in hospitality or, or the sectors yeah. that are struggling, obviously, but, but the, the sectors that are flourishing, what I'm hearing is that productivity is up because people are more engaged and they are more committed. And I think it is largely because there is that sense of more empathy and more relationship. Do you, do you think that that's something that we will keep going when we... As oh, I really as hope as so, Jude. I <laughs> honestly, like, I really, really, really hope so because, you know, there's all sorts of things being banned. Work isn't somewhere you go, is mm. it? It's something you do. Um, and actually to do that to the best of your ability, you need that empathy and trust around you. You need relationships with the people around you because you need to be able to be brave enough to reach out and press, go on that Zoom call or, or, or call them up because you're actually you're on your own ultimately other than that at this mm. moment in time. So I really, really hope that one of the big lessons that we all learn is listen, listen more, listen more again keep that conversation going, build those relationships because they genuinely do really matter. Like I always think it's funny, isn't it? When a purpose gets banded around and, um, or a strap line and you always see it and you think, oh, it's lovely, but I don't really see that. Like if there was one thing that people could do right now, it's build those connections 
um, with each other and the people and create that support network as well around them. Mm. Um, and I think we can all take ownership of that. So there's a leadership piece, but there's also a me piece as well, which is yeah. hang on, how do I build a support network around me of people that I trust, mm. who I know are there for me? So I don't think it's all on leadership. I think that's incredibly important, but I also really hope from this that that has empowered our people to really think about how do I myself, me, take control in a world where I don't have a lot of control to really yeah. understand how do I build those connections that really matter as well. And I think, I think in a large organisation, it's, it's more important because I know, I know when I worked in IBM, I was less likely to build a support network because most of the time I didn't need it. Whereas running my own small business, I can't survive without like multiple. I mean, I've got so many mentors <laughs> and, you know, whether they're shoulders to cry on or people to yeah. challenge me or, or whatever it is, that actually that's so crucial. And when I look back now, how much easier it would have been. I mean, I always had brilliant mentors, but how much easier it would be to actually build that support network. Do you, do you think that that's something that people have built stronger because they're now remote working, that they've needed to? I don't know. I wonder if that's one of the things that will come. Now we feel like actually we really can't see the end necessarily. You know, maybe it's March 2021. Maybe it's not like we don't know what's going to happen and how we will respond. Um, and so I think for me, I really hope now this is something that people are recognizing that they realize. I think we were so proud. I can, I honestly, I'm so proud to work with the business that I work for, to work with the team that I work for, work with, to be part of something where we all rallied together. That was just the most amazing feeling to really feel that complete connection and complete focus on going through something together and winning as a team through it. But to the point that we were made earlier, that does come at a cost, I think, emotionally and from a well-being perspective. And now I think we're starting to see, and I'm not just talking about our business, I think from my friends and my own outside of my work support network, starting to see more of people just being like, wow, this isn't a marathon anymore this is like a marathon every day for like a, a month but how do we get through that that's a different kind of support network yeah that's needed and i think we're all just coming to terms with what's happening in the news what we're seeing what's happening in the world what's happening in our little businesses and at home as well mm. and thinking about what is it now that i need what's that next step and part of that is just having the conversation and making it part of just an open dialogue and conversation, I think, to actually have that discussion around what is it that you need? What is it that actually, when you're at your best, what do you have around you right now? And where do you think maybe sometimes that that is just, you're, you're just not feeling like you're on your A game. And I think the first step in that um, is about just opening that dialogue up and making it okay to talk about it. And um, making that not the norm. So and making that the norm. Completely. Not just, yeah, not just uh, to get through the next three months, but the norm to say, what do you need now, and how is that evolving and changing? Because as we go through our lives, we we all have different life challenges, career challenges. There's there's always something happening, isn't there? <laughs> as fast as you get into into flow, something something. Yeah. 
you know, there's always something that shows up that takes us off course for a, for a moment. And, and we need to just continually include that and not try and pretend that it's not there. And that, I think, comes back to that very first point that you made around actually there is no longer that kind of me at work, me in my life. It's just about me. And with that comes complexities and, um, and you get all the best. You get better of me. But you also see all the other side of me that actually maybe that's where I need coaching. And to your point, let's make these conversations a normal conversations, not just how are you performing against your KPIs? You know, why is this rag rating red versus amber or green? Why aren't we on track? But actually to understand genuinely what's the root cause, what's going on, what's going on with you and how as a leader, both, by the way, as a peer, so I believe everybody is a leader, but as a leader, what can I do to remove the barriers that help you achieve and be successful? Um, and I think that's now the next layer of conversation that we really need to get into and normalise. And I think we need to role model it as leaders in their more kind of you sense so that actually we're all there for each other. Mm. It's not just the corridor conversation that used to happen, right? Like that's what we used to just sit down, have a coffee with someone, have a bit of a moan. Maybe we, do, we can't do that now. Mm. So um, we need to make sure that we yeah, normalize some of the things that we really need to discuss. These are things that are really important um, and we shouldn't underestimate the power that just being empathetic, um, being interested in, people that we work with and the people around us supporting them actually makes it makes a big difference and it sounds so simple it, it does it sounds so simple but it's it's actually it's something that we've not done that well historically in in any or in very you know in most organizations we've not done it well historically even where we think we have i think if we look at the last six months i i can see lot most companies that i've spoken to have done it so much better I just hope that we continue with that because for me that that's that's how we rethink leadership is how we how we push it forward in a way that works for for everyone I couldn't agree more I mean I'm a massive fan of Simon Sinek and um great book leaders eat last he's got a lot of brilliant books you by the way have also got a lot of brilliant books but <laughs> if we could really rethink leadership it's not about command and control and it's not about having all the answers no. it's about genuinely listening to the people around you to help set them up for success to do everything that you can do to remove the barriers and to be clear and transparent about actually what are we trying to achieve here setting the direction and then enabling them to succeed um, and with that succeed and grow and if you want your people to grow and you want them to succeed and by the way they need to have some fun along the way um i you can't do that without opening up this conversation i don't think i think you'll only get 70 percent there i think there's a big 30 percent that is just really human contact and human conversations that um enables people and makes them want to go the extra mile right to push those boundaries to get out of their comfort zone to think this is worth it because do you know what have this is how good i feel at the end of it but that takes extra effort and people have to want to give that extra effort right but it's worth it in the end it's so worth it 
Jess, it's been fantastic to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. Let's see what the next few months holds for us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, wasn't Jess amazing? My head is buzzing after talking to her. We covered so much from remote working to being human and virtually everything in between. Jess's warmth really shines through and it shows that when there is a desire to create emotional connection, we can drop the masks and just show up as human beings. I love Jess's view that we should try to change the world even if it sounds cheesy or think we think it's difficult. I think if we all do a piece of changing our own view of the world, we genuinely can. How does your work make a difference in your team, your business and in the wider world? And how can you create a more human conversation in your team? That's it for this podcast. I was your host, Jude Jennison, founder of Leaders by Nature, helping leaders and teams lead with courage and compassion to accelerate growth in a way that makes a difference in the world. You can find out more at www.judejennison.com and you can find me on all the usual social media channels. Until next week, keep leading and I'll be back soon with another interview on Rethinking Leadership. Bye.